Welcome to Embrace It All with Certified Life Coach Angela Adams. Although living with anxiety can be a challenge, did you know that you can really enjoy your life and thrive despite dealing with anxiety? Come with me and let me show you how you can love and embrace all of it. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back. I am so glad you're here and I'm so glad you came back. I realized that my last podcast episode totally went out, went published without any of the intro, without the outro. Anyway, I apologize if it sounded a little different, but you got the message and that's the most important part, right? So a couple of things. I just want to let you know that If you are finding this podcast at all helpful, please share it with your friends. I would love the more people that I can help, the better. And if you find this helpful, please pass it along. All right. So today we're going to be talking about your biggest fan. (laughs) Now, how many of you like to be around somebody who is constantly cheering you on? Constantly saying, way to go. Look at you. You've got this. And how does that make you feel? Really, when you hear people encouraging you like this, it makes me feel so good. Last weekend, my 17-year-old niece and my brother-in-law ran the St. George Marathon. And during that marathon, our whole family sent lots of cheers and encouraging messages that they could read on their watches as they were running the marathon. And for that five hours, We as a family became their biggest fans, and it really was a lot of fun. In fact, I got this message from my niece after she finished, and she said, Thank you so much for texting. It helped so much. And isn't that isn't that what happens when we we get cheered on ourselves, right? It helps so much. Now I want you to think about a person in your life right now who has been your biggest fan or who is your biggest fan. And I want you to think about what they do or say to demonstrate this. I have a lot of big fans in my life. My husband is probably one of my biggest fans. He is always cheering me on. He is always helping me and supporting me in everything I do. And I I just love I love that about him. It makes me feel so good, and it makes me feel like I can do this. I can really do this. I had a friend in high school that I really loved being around because she was just that person. No matter what, she was the one always cheering or celebrating on somebody, somebody, always. And I remember trying out for my high school volleyball team as a freshman in high school, And she was on the varsity team, and so I really looked up to her. She was going to be a junior that year. And I got to tell you, I was so nervous. I remember being so nervous. And I remember going through the tryouts and just trying my best. And everywhere, everywhere I was, it seemed like she was there cheering me on. She was encouraging me all the way. And even though I didn't make the team... (laughs) That didn't even stop her from celebrating me for trying out. And I just remember feeling so good. Now, some of our biggest fans, like I said earlier, are our parents, our spouses, our children, our friends. I loved it when my children came and cheered me on when I um, 
was participating in my in the triathlon I did a few years back. It meant so much to know that they were there cheering me on. My parents were some of my biggest fans while I was growing up. And no matter how the game went or how the performance went, <laughs> I knew that my parents were always there. They were always there encouraging me, always there supporting me. And with my own children, my husband and I became their biggest fans. We absolutely loved cheering them on in everything they did. And, and I'll admit, <laughs> I may or may have not have gotten a little loud a time or two. <laughs> Let's just say there were a very few, few times that my children or their friends could not hear me from the stands. <laughs> I just loved it. The point is, it really feels so good to have people supporting us, right? Cheering us on, encouraging us, people who want to celebrate us. So when I asked you earlier to think about who your biggest fan is, how many of you thought about yourselves as your biggest fan? I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess that if you're, if you're like me, Naming yourself as your biggest fan was probably the furthest thing from your mind. Now, maybe you just didn't think about it. I don't know. And, or maybe the idea seems a little boastful or it just doesn't seem right to you. Or maybe it's because you just can't see the reasons to be your biggest fan. Maybe you focus more on where you think you fall short instead of really who you are. Does this sound like you? I coach many who fall into this last category. I myself fall into this last category. And one of the ways that prevents us from being our biggest fan is negative self-talk. You know, when you, when you talk to yourself in such a negative way. Now, it seems like it would be so innocent at first, right? But prolonged negative Self-talk is really, really toxic because how we talk to ourselves reflects what we truly believe about ourselves. Now, I see this in myself all the time. I have to constantly, constantly manage my brain when I believe things and do things that distract me from being my biggest fan. In fact, when I say something negative about myself out loud, so many times my husband will turn to me and say really quickly, hey, be nice to my girl. <laughs> Isn't that so sweet? I just love that. But how many times have you said something like, I am so stupid when you've just made a mistake or you just have done something that didn't turn out the way you thought it would, right? Let's face it, we all have that inner critic, that little voice inside of us that keeps us from feeling confident or believing in our own ability to reach our full potential, right? Basically, negative self-talk is just that. It is our own limiting beliefs. So what happens, and I want you to think about this. What happens when you watch a toddler learn how to walk for the very first time, right? I want you to picture this. And as they are letting go and they're starting to take the first few steps, right? What happens? What do you do, right? Um, my guess is that you get really excited well, and you're clapping and you're cheering. And then after those first few steps, they fall down. 
And at this point, what do you do? My guess is you probably do continue clapping and cheering and stand them right up and help them do it again. Now, what would happen if you suddenly burst out? What is wrong with you? You're never going to get this right. You should quit right now. You're never going to learn how to walk. I know. I know it sounds really crazy, right? It sounds really ridiculous because I don't know of any parent who would ever do that. But what would happen if you did? Wouldn't this really start to create that limiting belief in that child? Wouldn't their confidence start to take a nosedive? My guess is that it would. But how many times have you said these same things to yourself when you fall down or you come up short? Now, when we make it a habit of engaging in negative self-talk, it can lead to some pretty detrimental things. It can lead to perfectionism. It can lead to feelings of anxiety or depression, and it can have a real negative effect on our relationships. I mean, think about it. How many of you like to be around somebody who is always saying negative things about themselves? It's really wearing, isn't it? And you just really don't like to be there. So how can we put a stop to this negative self-talk and start to become our own biggest fan? I have four suggestions that uh, have helped me and have helped my clients actually. And I want to share with you these four suggestions today. All right. So number one, the first suggestion is this, to notice. Notice when you talk to yourself negatively. Just like with any habit, we might be automatically talking this way to ourselves without even realizing it. So the next time you do something that you would define as messing up, I want you to pay attention to what it is that you say to yourself or you think to yourself. And then I want you to ask this. If a friend or a family member did the exact same thing I just did, would I talk to them this way? Maybe, but I'm guessing you probably wouldn't. What would you tell them instead? What would you tell them if they messed up? How would you encourage them to keep going? And then I want you to take those words and I want you to practice them on yourself. And if you have to, post those words on a post-it or a reminder and put it anywhere on your mirror, uh, in your kitchen, on your computer, wherever you see it most often. Notice that the negative talk Notice that negative talk, excuse me, notice that negative talk and replace it with something positive and encouraging. All right. Number two, be an investigator and prove it wrong. After you notice it, and co- then I want you to question it. Be that investigator. Question it. Is what I just said about myself true? Is it 100% true? And I want you to look at the facts and then I want you to find all the evidence to prove that that thought and what you said was really wrong. Now, I do this with my clients all the time and it is really effective. Okay, so let me give you an example. For instance, um, if I get on the scale and the numbers were higher today than they were yesterday, I might automatically think, you are so fat. Now, as an investigator, I would have you really question that and look at the facts. Is that 100% true? 
And then I want you to look for the evidence. I would have to look for the evidence, right? Myself. And so I would look at this. I can wear the same clothes as I did yesterday and they fit just fine. I drank more water than normal yesterday. I didn't exercise as much yesterday. It's that time of the month, so naturally my body will carry more water and this will reflect in the numbers. So be an investigator and prove it wrong. The next suggestion is to soften the blow. Now, what do I mean by that? Okay, so I want you to think, I want you to think of these phrases. I hate this. I'm never going to get this right. I want you to notice the intensity that this brings and how does it feel? By softening the blow, we can take down that intensity into a calmer, less harsh way of saying something similar and turn it around into a more positive approach. Like instead of saying, I hate this, I'm never going to get this right, you could turn it around and say, this is challenging, Uh, but it's possible. It's possible that I can figure this out. Do you see the difference? The last suggestion is to just decide to stop it. Decide that you are not going to believe what that inner critic is offering you in the way of that negative self-talk anymore. And if it does come up, you can simply say to yourself, no thanks, we are not believing that anymore. Now, getting rid of the negative self-talk, in my opinion, is one of the most crucial ways to becoming your biggest fan. What we say to ourselves is a reflection of what we believe about ourselves. And by noticing it, becoming an investigator and proving it wrong, softening the blow and telling that inner critic, no, thank you, you will be able to stop that negative self-talk and start becoming your biggest fan. Now, I know this isn't easy, believe me. I have to work on this every single day because that inner critic is always there. It's always there giving me those negative, negative thoughts. And some days I am my biggest fan and some days not so much. But I have seen the progress and I know you can too. And if you want to become your biggest fan, but you do need an extra help, get on my calendar by clicking the links on the show notes. We all need our own cheering section, right? And so why would you wait to become your biggest fan? All right, everyone, that is what I've got for you today. Have an amazing day, and I will talk to you next week. Have you ever wondered what life coaching can do for you? Sign up now for a free coaching consultation at AngelaAdamsCoaching.com. I would love to be your coach.